Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first few episodes of this series, I'll just recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you have heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. And I have many clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. And sometimes I don't know what happens to them. And it's that's one of my frustrations. But when I do, it is so special and amazing and rewarding when I hear success stories and reading even just emails of people that I've worked with updating me on how their life has improved and how often they are finding love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. And whether that has been on a podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you too, even during quarantine. And this particular gal that I am about to bring on completely demonstrates that you too can find love during this time. So today I am bringing her on and this, what's really funny, full disclosure, is that she has become such a special person to me over the years that I forgot when I started with her. And when I was looking back on my notes, I realized, oh my gosh, it all started when she did a coaching with Kim episode two years ago. This is, you know, kind of one of the beginning podcasts that I did. And I remember she came on the show because she was trying to work through her trust issues with men and her inability to let them earn her. And, you know, she was constantly giving too much. Definitely a caregiver, such a sweet soul and heart, but so much so that she was giving too much of herself and not placing enough emphasis on herself. And she had low self-confidence when it came to love and really helped navigate this whole dating scene. Um, I think she was just breaking up with somebody, but more importantly, I think she had the fears around confrontation. So she would just stay in something too long. And with all of that, her inability to express her feelings and needs was causing her to attract lopsided relationships. And yes, this included the narcissists. So she had a total breakthrough on the call. You'll have to go back and listen to that episode. It was really great. And she discovered that a lot of her stumbling blocks definitely was connected to her past and some of the family dynamics with codependency. And, you know, she was hurt. And so her guard was up and it was hard to trust men. And she was picking unavailable situations in men so that she wouldn't get hurt again. And this is a common kind of, I guess, loop, you could say, that people fall into. But in the end, in efforts for her to protect herself from getting hurt, she was ultimately causing herself to get hurt in the long run anyway. So we had that powerful 
podcast session. And then I think after a couple of months, she realized she needed coaching to learn how to date and not get sucked into relationships that weren't good for her. And she had to learn how to receive and express herself and emotionally connect with someone. So she signed up for my group coaching program a couple months later, which I'm happy to say I started up again. So anyone's interested, let me know. Um, I have her back on today with an amazing inspirational success story of how she finally found love. I feel like I need a drum roll while in quarantine. Like she is the person that I have talked about on this podcast. And now you're going to hear her She's here today to talk about how she started this virtual relationship. And what's so beautiful, as she said, it's one of the best relationships she's ever been on. And, and that is because she truly did the work, I want to say. So um, welcome, Dina. Are you there? I am. Hi. Ah, I think we were both like trying to <laughs> unmute at the same time. <laughs> I forgot you're such a good Zoomer that like... You know, <laughs> yes. A t- many techies trying to do the same thing at yeah, once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, you know, this has really was fun going back and reflecting, you know, for me also just being on this journey with you and just so happy for you. But um, wow, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, maybe just start by telling everyone, you know, a little bit more than what I had already said, who you are and things that you remember struggling with. Yeah, well, I am, like she said, I'm Dina, and I'm a school teacher, Um, been teaching for 29 years, and the interesting part of teaching is that I teach virtually, so I teach third and fourth grade online, all of my students are online, so getting out and meeting people was also um, something that I struggled with when I first met Kim, but I appreciate all the wonderful things she said. Um, but the the dynamics that I was in was that I was so um, willing to give all of myself without looking at what benefit I was getting out of it. And was it actually a good match or a good relationship at the time? It didn't matter. I just felt like the only way that I could have someone is if I did everything they wanted or appeased them and made them happy rather than looking at, was I happy? And like you said, the, the I didn't like confrontation. So I wouldn't bring up things because I was afraid, well, they're going to leave me. The abandonment issues that I had from um, childhood, I think, played a lot into that as well. Or I didn't want to be a failure again, because being the teacher, you, you know, you have to be make everybody else okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You, You don't always look out for yourself. And so, yeah, I reached, I heard one of Kim's podcasts and she was like, if you want a free coaching session, give me a call. And so I was like, you know what? I need to start working on me. And I didn't know where to go. And luckily I heard her podcast. And so you knew where to go. (laughs) I did. I I picked up the phone and said, it's time I need to start Mm -hmm. changing some things. Yeah. And actually, I want to ask you about that because 
I know like you listening to this, um, sometimes, you know, you, you might listen to things like, and say, gosh, I need to do that too. But then really picking up the phone and putting yourself into action or signing up for a session, like that's another thing. It's one thing to think it and another thing to do it. Do you remember back then, like how you felt and what was it like? And then what like motivated you to finally do it? I was scared to death, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the thing that motivated me was that I had just gotten out of a 10 month relationship and the guy was extremely narcissistic. I mean, everything was about him. I took care of him, but I got blamed if I didn't drive right or if they were late for something um, when I was taking him to his doctor's appointment or taking his son to school every morning while Mm -hmm. I put off my job. Um, But if, and I would get up uh, two hours before them so that I was ready because I couldn't get ready while they were. But if they were running late, it was my fault that his son was late to school. And so I was, and I stayed in that because I felt like, well, he doesn't have anybody else. So I need to do that. And Mm -hmm. I looked back on it and I was like, why, why did you do, you know, you owed him nothing. And that's when I was like, I need to figure out what's going on with me that I allowed myself to put up with that and be treated that way because I didn't deserve it. That that's huge. Actually, like up until then, did you think it was just the men or, you know, like it was just kind of circumstances or did you always know that there was something like within you that was attracting that somehow? I, I think I attracted it because Mm -hmm. I gave so much, you know, I was the caring Uh. and if they would get upset, well, that's okay. You know, I always made excuses. And so I had to, I think, yeah, there was something in me that I, I saw that needed to change. And I think it was the failure of being alone because I had been in a relay, two different marriages for all of my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'd never been alone until I was 45 years old. So that was Mm -hmm. the first time I had been on my own ever. And so that was a bit of it as well. And learning to be okay with that. Were there some fears around that of being alone at that time? It, there was, I was scared to death because I'd never, Mm -hmm. having to take care of myself and learning to do everything for myself and my children were grown. So they weren't around and moving to a big city and have figuring out how to go out and do things or meet people is something that was very scary as well. Yeah. I was from a very small town of, you know, 1200 people. So (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of nightlife in a town like that. Well, not only that, and I remember you sharing this, you know, just in our coaching together and on the podcast originally is that, you know, you, you've always been a caretaker. I mean, true and true, you know, your whole life. And that's been your ascribed role, even in your family. And I think that's such a, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I think that's such a common thing when you're so used to focusing on being with others as the purpose of 
like that's your identity of, of helping others. And, and so that requires you being with somebody, right? And it could be anybody right. that the mere thought of being alone and actually just sitting there and focusing on you not only is scary, but it's also daunting. It's like, well, what do I do with myself? <laughs> you know, I'm like, right. I'm not used to this, you know? And yeah. I, I remember you kind of going through some of that. It's like learning how to almost be a little selfish. Right. And yeah, that's, that's right. And figuring out who Dina is, you know, not yes. the mom, not the teacher, not the wife, not the grandma. Um, but who is Dina and what does she like and what makes her happy? And that, that I had to learn it. that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that was really the crust of it. What you, and, and this happens all the time, right? Like I'll get a call and saying, okay, I don't like the guys that I'm you know, attracting and, and I don't, you know, it's more about the guys or external factors or just things that you're, you're getting caught up on. But really, I think what you came to the conclusion of, and, and should everybody is that it really is about you and that self-love. And, and, and when you learn how to take care of yourself and express your needs, you attract something different. Yes. Yeah. And which I had the next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the next one. Was good. <laughs> While yeah, I was doing well, your program, right? So let's talk about that because then <laughs> you did step up and you invested and you started out into the group coaching program, and it was so great. What were some of the skills do you remember learning that helped you get to then like the next milestone? Um, I think one of the biggest things is looking at. Um, myself and figuring out the the one thing that still stands out is my warrior year. You know who yeah. who am I as a warrior? What what is my shield? What what do I represent as a woman? Mm. And what what gifts do I have that make me strong? And I need to build on those. And making sure that I check in with myself and. If I'm on a date or talking to someone, I need to make sure I'm checking my emotional um, clock or mm -hmm. temperature and seeing, is this making me happy? Am I focusing on me rather than them? Mm. Do you remember how you did that? Like just on a practical level, like do you remember going on dates and what you did? Um, I, at the end of the date, I, or after I'd have a conversation, I, um, now I use the uh, electronic thing and I go in and chart my mood. Uh -huh. Um, but before I would go in and look at the feeling questions and making sure, okay, how am I feeling? Did, was I okay with this or, you know, did, did he, the conversation excite me? Did it not? do I want to be around this person or is it just flat? And so I had mm -hmm. to do a lot of soul searching and um, journaling, you know, writing down mm -hmm. self affirmations um, that, that helped a lot too. The talking, talking to myself in the mirror, mm -hmm. <laughs> telling myself that I am beautiful. I am strong. I am worth, worth it. 
I love that too. Cause I mean, I know you cannot see Dina, but she is absolutely dropped on gorgeous. And <laughs> actually I think I might, cause we did a zoom together in my private Facebook group and, and, and maybe I'll post that just so everyone can see because <laughs> you are so great. And, and I think that was another thing that the group had value in is that just like having different people telling you the same thing and what we're seeing that was so different than what you saw in the mirror. That's what was so amazing is that here we see you as this like sexy, beautiful woman and you just weren't really owning it or seeing it as much until you did. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that's one thing that I learned too, is I, you know, um, I told my boyfriend now, I was like, (laughs) no, I, I do these things for me and you just happen to get the benefits for it. So enjoy. (laughs) Listen to this queen be attitude. I so love that. Like, and if if you only knew where Dina was before, like you wouldn't, I, I, I don't think I would have ever heard you talk that way before. No, 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 no. And that's, that's the nice thing is that, and he, he calls me his queen. So that's even better. Aww. He's like, no, you need to sit down and I'll take care of you. You know, so <laughs> it, it's great. <laughs> that is great. So, so I, a lot of the tools that you listed are in, um, my group and individual programs. So if anyone's curious, definitely I can let you know that, but, um, do you remember just how you got rid of some of the old patterns. Like it's one thing to do the exercises, but when, like when and how did it actually click where you say, Oh my gosh, like this is new for me. I think I learned, um, that I had to, my type, like when confrontation or something comes up, I have to write it down Mm -hmm. and learning what your expressive style is or your thinking style or, your comfort ability, you have to figure that out. And I had to figure out that I have to write things down and practice them. Yes. So I, so because I get too caught up in my head. Mm-hmm. And so if I know that I need to discuss something, it's, I have to write it down or have time to think about it. And then I might bring it up later. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and realizing that, I think realizing the way you communicate, your communication style is important. And I learned that from you, not just to go with the flow. It's okay. Well, if you're not comfortable with it, wait a minute or, you know, tell them I'm not, we need to think about this or I need a minute mm-hmm. and then discuss it. Yeah. It is really about that practice. And, and that really ultimately helps you with your confidence too, right? Because as you gain the evidence that it's not as bad in your head where it was swimming yes. around and the <laughs> actuality of it, yes. I think that also, yeah. like for me, when I watched you and heard you, you know, in the group and talking about it, I, I could see that start starting to click too and how your confidence would grow with that. Yeah, definitely practice. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you practice it in the mirror, first um and then you know for a real conversation with the person and talking on the phone or video chatting sometimes is even easier than face to face so here's a question because this this is a total normal thing do the old gremlins like creep up still or are they totally gone or like 
Oh no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. I just dealt with some this week. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like, tell me about that and like, and how are you handling it now? Um, so I, I've learned like certain things like Robert will, um, might say something and like I was peeling a carrot and he was like, Oh, you're doing that wrong. I said, no, mm-hmm. not doing it wrong. I'm doing it different. And so I let him know that, you know, just because I'm not doing it your way doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm doing it a different way. I'm doing it Dina's way. And in the past, I would never, no, I would have never spoken it. I've been like, oh, okay, show me then if I'm doing. So just those little things like that Mm -hmm. and, you know, and seeing his reaction. Yeah. Because I was waiting for the shoe to drop and him to blow up, but. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. And we discussed it. And so, you know, practicing little things like that um, has really helped. That That is really important too, because what I'm hearing as you're describing, even just that little scenario is that before you may still have those gremlins that came up before you started working on this stuff, but I think you would have taken it in like it was your fault. Yes. You weren't doing it right, you know, and, and now you were able, even though that little ping in your stomach happened just like it would have before, instead of saying it's my fault, you're saying, oh, wait, no, this doesn't feel good. It's not my fault, but this is something that I need to communicate to him and see how he reacts. Right. And And that's, that's huge. Yeah, that's helped. And some of the things like we drove across the country together a couple weeks ago (laughs) and doing that is, has been an adventure. And some of the things that he does that I might not agree with, you know, some things it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's his personality. And we have to learn to mesh because it is a new relationship, but other things, if it's something that hits the pit of the stomach, then I bring them up and we discuss Mm. them. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Well, you, you, you're kind of giving us like glimpses into this new guy, but (laughs) it's like foreshadowing. It's okay. We're building to this, like the the suspense is killing everyone probably how you got there. But going back after you didn't attract this guy right away, right? Like, so after the group ended, you got into another relationship. Right. I was dating someone for about 10 months and, Mm -hmm. um, it, it was going very well, very comfortable. Um, you know, just easygoing. I would do practicing some of the same things. Um, but there wasn't, he did after 10 months, he let me know that he didn't feel the same way I did. We had never, well, I told him once that I told him I loved him and he was like, well, I can't say the same. Um, I'm like, okay, I just want you to know. And I didn't take it personal. I, you know, I just felt I needed to let him know where I was at in the relationship. And, but after about 10 months, he was like, well, uh, we can't see each other anymore. I, I'm not feeling the way I feel I should after this long. And I've got other stuff that I need to focus on. And so it was done. <laughs> mm. 
And I didn't take it. That's, that's the good thing is, and I told him that, you know, if, because when he would call, he would, he made a couple of comments about, you know, oh, this is what I did. And he ran through his day and he's like, okay, I've checked in. I was like, no. And I, I told him that if you feel you, you're calling just to check in, then don't bother because I don't want to be just a check-in. Mm. I want to communicate and have a conversation and share our day. Wow. And so he kind of backtracked when I spoke up. And uh-huh. so, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. And, and so again, like with each interaction, each experiences, you started like finding your voice. And that's what is so important about this journey. And know that for you listening, that even if you're in something that's not exactly right, there's always something that you're learning from it and could be even just an improved interaction than what you had before. And I think that's what you're saying, right? Like it wasn't maybe the right guy, but it, it you definitely got rid of some old patterns though. Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel good about what I learned from the relationship because mm-hmm. it was, you know, different situations. And I learned bound, more boundaries, um, which mm-hmm. I had issues with as well. Yeah, And, um, you know, making sure that those boundaries are set and not allowing them to be pushed or just <laughs> looked over. Yes. And do you feel like that's what kind of helped you get to this next guy that we're about to talk about? <laughs> I do. I do. Cause, um, you know, I even told the ex, I said, if, you know, I'm, I'm not going to beg someone to want to spend time with me. If you're, if that's, you know, if, if that's not what, how you're feeling and you don't want to spend time with me, then I want to be with somebody that does because that it's not going to go anywhere. And that's not what I want. Ah, oh, that's so good. Okay. So <laughs> cut to the, the, the phase two. Um, yeah. How oh, did this all happen? Because I know people it's are saying, especially it's my fault. I will take full responsibility <laughs> of this. What happened? Uh, Tell everybody. Okay. So after the X, then I was, I wasn't sure. Well, I knew I needed to get back out there on the horse, as they say. Um, but I knew I wanted help setting up my profile. So I didn't attract the wrong types of guys again. And so Kim and I, I contacted Kim again. And so she's like, why don't you set up a Bumble account and just we'll work on it. And I was like, okay. And so I did, I put pictures on there and nothing else, just the basic. I didn't tell anything about myself. And, um, so I had some people that liked me, one that I found very interesting. He was the same age, you know, same demographics as I was. He, he was retired, so he had freedom. He had adult children, which was great. Um, and so we started chatting. And um, yeah, and then I told Kim, oh, by the way, I don't need your help setting up the profile. <laughs> You know, you were just at that point and so ready for this, you know, like you, you did it really all on your own. I think it was just just kind of that accountability of, you know what, just do it. Like just get started and putting yourself into, again, put yourself into action. And then, so, you know, I think it's really important to talk about how it progressed and what is different with this one. Yeah. Well, 
um, we were talking for about a week and then COVID-19 hit. And that's what his, his, his tagline on his profile, this is why I reached out to him, was I decide to get start dating again and COVID-19 hits, oh my luck, or, you know, and that's why it's like, you know what, you're right. You decide to jump back in there and all this craziness starts happening. So I can't, you know, I said, yeah, I, I hear you. I decided to take the leap and then we started chatting. So long story short, he, um, we chatted for a bit online. He asked for my number. He loves to video chat and talk. And that is something I've never had before. So that was a first plus tick. Yay. Mm-hmm. He likes to communicate. Um, so he, we met after I got, I was getting my oil change. We met in a parking lot of a gym, sat in our cars and we talked for an hour. Um, yeah, this was after, yeah, we had, he was, he was also, um, the only one that was willing to do a video date with me, a face. Mm -hmm. So we had drinks one night. Um, and then the next day I was getting my oil changed. He was coming back from seeing his daughter and granddaughter. And lo and behold, the place where I get my car done is right next to his apartment. So it worked out well. And <laughs> also he was getting ready to leave to Florida because he was getting his house ready to put on the market because he's moving to Arizona for good. So um, he drove to Florida and we talked every day, at least five to 10 times, FaceTiming mm. uh, for a month. So and, there was- And in the conversations, because I think you had mentioned, did you feel more emotionally connected with him? Yes. And that's what mm-hmm. we both talked about because we both were the type that sex usually jumped in very fast. Mm. And then the relationship came next, where with this, we- took the relationship first and sex became a second part because we were, you know, 2,200 miles away. Yes, that is so, and, and (laughs) and this is why I want everyone to have hope around this time is that it really is an opportunity to work on building something really special without the physical piece, because you get to see how people communicate. You get to see how they respond to you, who caters to you. Like, What's really important about your story is that, you know, he followed up with action. He wanted to talk to you. He's open to communicating. He's in touch with his feelings. Like those were all things. Now I could hear people saying, oh, well, she just got lucky. She, you know, she attracted this guy, but you and I know differently. Like what was your, what was your piece? (laughs) Like, how did you get that? Because it wasn't Um, just luck. No. And because I'll tell you what, in the time that I was on Bumble and Phoenix is a very large city and the Mm -hmm. metro area, I ran out of guys on Bumble more than once. So Mm -hmm. that means I went through a ton and it was swipe, swipe, swipe. you know, I got the, oh, hey, good looking, just Mm -hmm. the way he communicated and um, the willingness to, you know, like when I mentioned, oh, you know, we can do a virtual date. He's like, you bet. That's all we can do. Cause I'm not going out in public. Cause I can't, I keep my granddaughter and I'm not going to risk her. And I was like, fantastic. But the other one, you know, other people didn't respond. They're like, uh, no, mm-hmm. 
can't. So that to me was like, well, if you're not willing to take this small step, then, you know, you're not going to be willing to do much else. Mm-hmm. So you were able to read signs of a healthy person, of someone who was caring, who was relationship oriented. Like, I think that was some of the things you learned. And also to give you credit, I don't even know if you've seen this in you, but just your ability to open up sooner than later, like, you know, like you, you were more emotive with him and open. And because of that, he was attracted to you too, because he's open like that. Right. And one of the things that first, um, when we first started talking is there, there was a report or some kind of research that was done on how to become more emotionally connected to someone by answering these 30 something questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, he was like, you bet, let's answer him. What's the first one? You know, I'm Uh, like, yes, you know, and so we went through those. And then I found more questions, the hundred questions you're supposed to ask before you get married. mm -hmm. So in the month, we've answered all those types of questions and, you know, became, so we knew where we were at emotionally and spiritually and goal wise and things like that. We talked about all of that. Um, and it was fast. And my kids are like, you're crazy, mom. And I'm like, I know I am. Yes. <laughs> but, but tomorrow and this has all taught me with many other things in my life. And tomorrow's not given. And we both are, you know, the same wavelength. I know more about him than I knew about my first two ex-husbands, you know, wow. we, when he started coming back to Arizona, when it t- came time, he's like, you know, I, I want openness. And so I'm resetting my passwords and I want you to help me create the password to my phone and to my computer. Mm. And so I've never had that, you know, that trust. Yeah. That trust amount of trust. And mm-hmm. so we created passwords for the phones and his computer and you know, when, cause we were looking at creating storage and he's like, here, here's my, all my stuff. They needed military stuff and AD and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, here you go, go ahead and organize it. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, you know, everything now. It's See, not nothing that, so hard. Yeah, no, but that's it. It's like when you feel emotionally safe with someone, that's what builds the trust and ultimately, you know, a good partnership and good communication because there is that emotional safety and you guys like tackled that earlier on. And that's what I think all your conversations without the sex and the physical stuff was so good beforehand to do in building that emotional intimacy and trust that now it's just even more powerful that you guys have, have, you know, seen each other and and now doing more of the traditional courtship. So, uh, I mean, Dina, this is such a beautiful story and I I really hope it inspires everybody. I, gosh, I mean, if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give to anyone listening? Um, if you're questioning, you know, what's wrong with me or where do I go next? Mm -hmm. They need to reach out and just, um, get help from someone, someone to direct them. Kim does a fantastic job (laughs) helping direct (laughs) and not tell. She helps you figure out what you need for you. 
Um, but yeah, you you need those building blocks uh, to overcome those hurdles. Yeah, and I just I'm so not only like proud of you because it is not easy. You know, like it, it sounds like oh well, I just did this and I did that. I mean, it took work, and and I, and that's what I see is like the people who actually do the work because they want it so badly. That's when all this magical stuff starts happening, and that you have the power to do that within you. It's yes, right? Like you said, I'm the I might be a guide or a family member or friend, but you have to have someone to hold you accountable and shine a light in front of you. But it's ultimately up to you to walk through that path and and the light that they shine in front of you, and you did. And here you are. And I'm going to probably post if you, oh my God, you're you, that picture of you and, and your, your guy. I told her that they look like brother and sister, almost like related, like your smile is so radiant and, and you have like such similar energy. And so, gosh, any last words that you want to part with? The communication is key. And, um, you know, I thank you for all of your advice and your direction. Oh, you're so welcome. And I hope to continue being there for you on this journey. So again, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I am your host, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. And then hop on a call with me if you want. You know, I'd love to help you. It's 30 minutes. That 30 minutes, just like with Dina, it could change the course of your entire life. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your successes. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.